Welcome to Zichud Asim. My name is Rabbi Avram Goldhar, and today we're Zechushkalim Daf Yud Al, the fourth parak Hatruma. This is going to be an abbreviated shir. So the three topics we're going to focus on: number one, the Mishnah Daf Yud Amid Beis taught the opinion of Abba that the Kohanim Gadolim built the ramp to transport the Baraduma using their own money. Rabbi Chanina said, "Shachasis Gadol Haisib Bnei Kohanim Gadolim." There was a great haughtiness among the Kohanim Gadolim, for they would needlessly spend more than sixty gold talents on the ramp's construction. The ramp of the preceding paraduma would still be standing, and yet the present Kongado would never bring his own paraduma on the ramp built by his predecessor. Rather, they would demolish it and build a new one. Rabbi Ula refuted this before Rabbi Mana, bringing a Bryce to the Todd, that Shimon Atzadik brought two paradumas during his term, and he even made a new ramp for the second one. Now, is it possible that Shimon Atzadik was so pompous that he refused to use a ramp that he himself built? Rather, his reason for building new ramps was Al-Shemayl-Hibapara to set a higher standard for purity for the Paraduma service, and to show honor for the mitzvah of the Paraduma. Point number two, the Mishnah had taught that Rabbi Shmuel held that the surplus of the Anyushkan could be used to buy wine, oil, and fine flour, which Hektish would subsequently resell, and the profits would accrue to the base of Migdash. Rabbi Kiva disagreed, as he said, that one may not profit with that which belongs to Hektish or from funds collected for the poor. The Tikkun Chadin explains that in the case where the investment failed, there would be a loss to Hektish. The Gemara on this clarifies that even Rabbi Akiva agrees that if one stipulates that any losses would accrue to him and any profits would accrue to Hektish, then doing business with Hektish funds is permitted. The Gemara brings a story that illustrates the same principle applies to funds collected for the poor. Pointing with you, the Mishnah stated that the leftover Katoris was redeemed upon the wages of the temple artisans. Now the Gemara asks, based on the fact that the money used to pay the artisans itself was Hektish, but if so, does it not come out that Hektish was deconsecrated upon another Hektish object? The Tikkun Chanin explains that one can only redeem onto an object that is Chuan. Rabbi Shimbar Bizna answered that the temple trustee brings the Hektish money for the artisans and redeems the money upon the structure that they built. Since newly built temple structures are generally constructed from Chuan, the structure serves to redeem the money. He then brings the leftover Katoris and redeems it upon the money, and they give the newly redeemed Katoris to the artisans as their wages. Because the money the artisans was redeemed before it was used to redeem the Katoris, it's not a case of Hektish being Meschalel or Hektish. So once again, the three points are number one, the Mishnah and Daf Yeram Beis taught the opinion of Abba Shul that the Kohanim Gadolim built the ramp to transport the Parduma using their own money. Rabbi Chinina said, There was a great haughtiness among the Kohanim Gadolim, for they would needlessly spend more then 60 gold talents on the ramp's construction, for the ramp of the preceding Paraduma would still be standing, and yet the present Kohen Gadol would never bring his own Paraduma on the ramp built by his predecessor. Rather, they would demolish it and build a new one. Rabbi Ula refuted this before Rabbi Mana, bringing a Bryce to the Todd that Shimon Atzali brought two Paradumas during his term, and he even made a new ramp for the second one. Now, is it possible that Shimon Atzali was so pompous that he refused to use a ramp that he himself built? Rather, his reason for building new ramps was all shame, Milo Hibavara, Vasilso Hibavara to set a higher standard for purity for the Paraduma service, and to show honor for the mitzvah of the Paraduma. Point number two, the Mishnah had taught that Rabbi Shmuel held that the surplus of the Anyushkan could be used to buy wine, oil, and fine flour, which Hektish would subsequently resell, and the profits would accrue to the base of Migdash. Rabbi Kiva disagreed as he held that one may not profit with that which belongs to Hektish or from funds collected from the poor. The Tikkun Chadin explains that in the case where the investment failed, there'd be a loss to Hektish. The Gemara on this clarifies that even Rabbi Akiva agrees that if one stipulates that any losses would accrue to him and any profits would accrue to Hektish, then doing business with Hektish funds is permitted. The Gemara brings a story that illustrates that the same principle applies to funds collected for the poor.
And point number three, the Mishnah stated that the leftover Gatoris was redeemed upon the wages of the temple artisans. Now the Gemara asks, based on the fact the money used to pay the artisans itself was hektish, but it needs to hektish mischalal hektish? But if so, does it not come out that hektish was deconsecrated upon another hektish object? The Deacon Chadden explains that one can only redeem onto an object that is chulat. Rabbi Shimbar Mishnah answered that the temple trustee brings the hektish money for the artisans and redeems the money upon the structure that they built. Since newly built temple structures are generally constructed from Hulun, the structure serves to redeem the money. He then brings the leftover Katoris and redeems it upon the money, and then they give the newly redeemed Katoris to the artisans as their wages. Because the money of the artisans was redeemed before it was used to redeem the Katoris, it's not a case of hektish mischalo ola hektish. All right, so now we go to Simmer Duff Yudalaf, and our standard simon is stars, based on the 11 stars in Yosef's dream. Sometimes we use gold stars in the simon. So here goes. The fancy new Para Aduma Bridge covered in gold stars and next to the gold star marketplace where Kohanim sold wine, oil, and flour always for a profit was built by temple artisans who used chulun materials and were paid with leftover deconsecrated katoras. Once again, it's motion. The fancy new Para Aduma Bridge covered in gold stars. Gold stars? That must be more on Duff Yudalaf. The fancy new Para Aduma Bridge covered in gold stars, which reminds the Mishnah Dab Yudama based taught the opinion of Abushul that the Kalanim Gadolim built the ramp to transport the Para Aduma using their own money. Rivchinina said, Shachatzis Gadolim, there was a great haughtiness among the Kalanim Gadolim, for they would needlessly spend more than 60 gold talents on the ramp's construction. For the ramp of the preceding Para Aduma would still be standing, and yet the present Kalan Gadol would never bring his own paraduma on the ramp built by his predecessor. Rabbi Ula refuted this before Rabbi Manu bringing a price to the taught that Shimon Tzadik brought two paradumas during his term, and he even made a new ramp for the second one. Now, is it possible that Shimon Tzadik was so pompous that he refused to use a ramp that he himself built? Rather, his reason for building the ramps was to set a higher standard for purity for paraduma service and to show honor for the mitzvah of the paraduma. So the fancy new Paraduma bridge covered in gold stars, and next to the gold star marketplace where Kanim sold wine, oil, and flour, always for a profit, which reminds the Mishnah taught the Rabbi Shmuel held that the surplus of the Anyushkan could be used to buy wine, oil, and fine flour, which Hektish would subsequently resell, and the profits would accrue to the base of Migdash. Rabbi Kiva disagreed as he held that one may not profit with that which belongs to Hektish or from funds collected for the poor. The Tikkun Chatan explains that in the case where the investment failed, there'd be a loss the hektish. The Gemara on this stuff clarifies that even Rabbi Akiva agrees that if one stipulates that any losses would accrue to him and any profits would accrue to hektish, then doing business with hektish funds is permitted. The Gemara brings a story that illustrates that the same principle applies to funds collected for the poor. So the fancy new Para Aduma bridge covered in gold stars and next to the gold star marketplace where Ghanim sold wine, oil, and flour always for a profit, was built by temple artisans who used chulun materials and who were paid with leftover deconsecrated katoris, which reminds us the mission stated that the leftover katoris was redeemed upon the wages of the temple artisans. And the Gemara asked, based on the fact that the money used to pay the artisans itself was hektish, well, nimsa hektish mischawal hektish, but if so, does it not come out that hektish was deconsecrated upon another hektish object? The Tikkun Chadon explains that one can only redeem onto an object that is chulun. Rabbi Shimbar Bizna answered that the temple trustee brings the hektish money for the artisans and redeems the money upon the structure that they built. Since newly built temple structures are generally constructed from Hulun, the structure serves to redeem the money. He then brings the leftover Katoris and redeems it upon the money, and they give the newly redeemed Katoris to the artisans as their wages. Because the money of the artisans was redeemed before it was used to redeem the Katoris, it's not a case of hektish, mischala or hektish. So once again, 
the fancy new Para Aduma Bridge covered in gold stars, and next to the gold star marketplace, where Kohanim sold wine, oil, and flour, always for a profit, was built by temple artisans who used chulun materials and who were paid with leftover, deconsecrated katoras. All right, that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.